Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, baby. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. So, 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 so very excited and happy to have you guys back with us once again. I also want to take a just a special shout-out to those that actually subscribed via iTunes. We definitely appreciate that, those of you that actually went on your computer or you actually went to your podcast app um, on your iPhone 4, 4S, 5, uh, 5S, or 5C. Thank you so very much for subscribing. We definitely appreciate that, and I'm glad that I'm able to keep you guys in the know, okay? All right. We have some exciting, exciting, exciting uh, episodes going to be coming up. We have the Raw and Uncut um, uh, Part 2 to uh, basically conclude from where we left off uh, in December. We also have the chat with the rulers, uh, Mr. Cameron Black and Giselle Barbaria. We have that coming up soon. And we also have, um, you know, our regular, our regular pageantry chat. We have that coming up as well. So we have a lot that we will be talking about and discussing um, in the near future, okay? Well, guys, I'm sure you know exactly what time it is at this point, right? Yes, correct. It is time for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Yes, that was J.R. Neutron. That, that's his Beyonce, the Bay Mix, okay? Uh, get into it, get into it. So you, you guys and gals that have SoundCloud, you can definitely check him out, okay? But congrats to Chaos Monet Dickinson and Anastasia Iman Santi Hilton on winning Mr. and Miss Panhandle International Newcomer 2014, as well as Tierra Love Dupree on winning Miss Panhandle Closet Ball, all right? Um, continental, continental, continental. We have the Miss. Minnesota Continental Plus and Elite uh, Preliminary that's going to be happening on January 24th. That's Friday, January 24th in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Gay 90. The doors will open up at 8.30 p.m. Pageant will start promptly at 10 p.m. Featuring Miss Continental Plus, Farrah Inheit, Miss Continental Elite, Courtney Page Van Wells, Tiffany T. Hunter, Miss Minnesota Continental 2013, and a former Miss Minnesota Continental, Nixie Vixen. 
Mickey Vixen, excuse me. Again, that's the Miss Minnesota Continental Plus and Elite Preliminary. Speaking of Continental, we also have Miss Plus Mr. and Elite Royal Continental. That's going to be held February 4th, 2014. Doors um, will open up, I'm sure, at 7, 6.30 to 7. Pageant will start at 7.30. Again, it's going to be at the Baton Show Lounge. The uh, owners are Mocha Montrese, who's a former Miss Continental, as well as Fred, okay? And it's only $10 to get in, so you guys should enjoy that, all right? Again, that's Royal Continental Pageant, all right? Mr. and Miss Sweetheart International and Mr. and Miss Sweetheart International Newcomer will be held February 16, 2014 in Atlanta, Georgia at the Excess Ultra Lounge. Presentation is red, white, or a combo. You have swimwear or sportswear, formal wear, gown, talent, top five question and answer. Okay, and they're going to be honoring Sunny Delight, Comorian Lord St. James, my grandbaby, and Miss Shen- uh, Shayla Nicole. I was about to say her mom, Chanel Nicole, but Shayla Nicole. All right. Mr. and Miss Dumar International will be held February 23rd, 2014. All right. And the presentation, excuse me, the categories are, I'm jumping ahead of myself, categories are presentation as a male creative black, as a female creative white. Do you have talent, sportswear, gown or formal wear, top five question and answer. And this is actually their 15th anniversary, and they will be honoring Delmani Hall Dickerson and Giselle Borby. Royal. All right. Okay. Tennessee, Mr. and Miss Gay Tennessee, U.S. of A, will be held March 8th, March 8th, 2014. Doors will open up at 6, pageant will start at 7, admission will be $25 with an open bar. Um, honoring, or starring, excuse me, Christopher Iman, Mr. Gay, U.S. of A, and Shay Shay Larice, Miss Gay, U.S. of A. We'll also have entertainment by Destiny Brooks, Raquel Lord, Shauna Brooks, Stasha Sanchez, Tina Conquina, Consuela DeVore and the uh, excuse me and Deception, not to be confused with the Lady Deception. All right, Mr. and Miss Grand Capital City National Newcomer will be held February second, twenty fourteen, at Cafe Istanbul in New Orleans, Louisiana, honoring Jamil Houston and Kiana Andrews Iman. Categories: Presentation, white or silver or combo, talent. Do your own thing. That's the contestant's choice. And question and answer. Entry fee is $100. The admission for the pageant is $15, and the pageant will start promptly at 9 p.m. HOC, Heart of the City Fashion Show Charity Event, um, benefiting the American Heart Association, will be held February 22nd um, at 7 p.m. at the Proximity Hotel in Greensboro, North Carolina. General admission is $15. VIP is $25. Again, it's the Heart of the City Fashion Show. For those of you that live in the surrounding areas of Greensboro, North Carolina, please go out and support. Okay. Also, Brazil's Upscale Boutique, located in Perimeter Mall in Atlanta, Georgia, will be having their winter blowout sale. Items are discounted up to 60% off. Okay. Again, Brazil's Upscale Boutique, located in Perimeter Mall, will be having their winter blowout sale. Items are discounted up to 60%. Off, okay, that's January 15th through the 22nd. All right, and now for those of you that, um, for those guys out there that love to get dolled up, you know, want to look nice, especially those of you that do pageants and are in, on stage and you don't want to look like a dead man in a casket, you don't want to look gray, you don't want to look worn out, you want to look refined and refreshed, check out Chris McKinley. Um, Chris McKinley at I am Chris McKinley at yahoo.com. You can check him out. He does a thing called man sculpting. Okay, he changes the guys. He makes you go from piddle to post. I'm just playing. He makes you go. He makes you look very, very nice. So I'm gonna post some pictures on the um 
on the Talk with Mike and Friends Facebook page so you're able to see the transformations of about three guys. Um, so if you want to check him out, you can go there. And he also, I'm going to put his website information up as well. So you're able to go there and book him as well. And he's actually not that expensive, not like some other people. So I'm just saying, you know, check him out. Again, that is Chris McKinley. Um, Pleasure Paint is his business, okay? All right. I think that those are all the announcements that I'm going to announce on today. We're actually about to go into our next segment, which is our roundtable discussion. And this particular discussion will be centered around the, a day in the life of a trans man and trans woman. And I have four individuals, two of which are transgendered uh, men, and we have two transgendered women, excuse me. And um, they will be discussing just their life in general, their transition, um, their outlook on today's society when it comes down to LGBT community, as well as just in general when it, when it comes down to how people perceive them and, and look at them and, and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have a good chit-chat and all that kind of good stuff, okay? All right, but I thank you guys so very much. Again, if you want me to announce anything, you can definitely go um, to the Facebook page to Talk With Mike and Friends. You can always email me at thetalkwithmike at gmail.com. You can always hit me up on my personal Facebook page if you are a friend of mine. That's Mike Pierce Lord. I would love to hear from you. I definitely want to hear your ideas, hear your constructive criticism, and all that good stuff, okay? All right, and for those of you that have iTunes, or you have an iPhone and you have not subscribed to the show yet, please go on your iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, or 5S, and please subscribe, or even on your Mac computers or your Windows or your HP or whatever you have, okay? All right. Well, that is it for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Next up is our roundtable discussion. Today's show is centered around the life and the views of a trans man, trans woman. For those of you listening that aren't familiar with what a trans man or a trans woman is, I think the simplest way for me to clarify that is it's basically someone who was born female but now identifies himself as male or a person born as male who lives and identifies as a woman, and that's per- that person will be considered a transgender woman. So, of course, you know, we're not talking about those that, you know, just want to say, put on some baggy clothes, walk around and say, hey, I, I, I look like a dude, I'm a dude, or, you know, uh, a guy <clears throat> putting on a wig and a dress and, you know, thinking that he's fish and he's not. So we're not talking about them. We're talking about, talking about those who have actually, you know, took the time out to really research, go out and, you know, do um, hormone therapy or, you know, all that good stuff, you know, doing body augmentations, all of that to, you know, so you, when you do see them walking down the street or whatever the case may be, you look at them and you say, oh, that's a man or, oh, that's a woman or whatever the case may be. So it's a little bit more in-depth than just putting on a wig or just, you know, calling yourself as such. So, again, I actually have um, four individuals on the line with me now. I have Alex, I have KT, Shaylani, and, Ke- Sh- and Kenya. So welcome, guys. Hi. Thank you. So, hey. Um, <clears throat> um, and, and thank you again for taking the time out to discuss a few uh, things concerning the trans lifestyle, as well as your personal views on the subject matter at hand. So we're just going to, you know, start right off, you know, no cookie-cutter mm-hmm. shit. Do y'all, do y'all guys hear a beat in the phone? Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. Is this is someone getting a call, incoming call or something? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm calling from my phone. I get is, it, is anyone on a uh, Bluetooth or anything? No. Okay. So. All right. So hopefully we don't we don't hear it again. Um. So again, number one, and I and I'm basically going to start with I'll ha- you know pinpoint one person to start as start their responses, and then you know we'll go from there. So whoever wants to chime in, you can go ahead and chime in afterwards. Um, but I do want to hear from everyone. So number one, at what point did you realize that you were not fit to live the life in which you were born into? So again, at what point did you realize that you were not fit to live the life in which you were born into? And I'm going to start with KT, we'll go to Kenya, we'll go to Alex, and then Shailani. Uh, well, i say around about, about five years ago. Um, I felt like I wasn't fit to live as a female that I kind of knew for sure. Okay. Uh, go into detail about it or something? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I say about uh, five years ago, uh, mainly because of the fact that uh, I was I was living life as a lesbian, which I still wasn't quite comfortable with that because I always felt as if I was male, and as a younger child, I felt as if I was male. But living in Mississippi, I didn't know anything about transgender. So mm-hmm. uh, I later found on about it once I um, kind of ventured out, and other guys that left Mississippi, went to Atlanta, came back as trans, and then kind of taught me about it because I had no idea what was going on. Okay. Okay, and Kenya? Can you repeat the question, please? You said at what point? At what point did I decide to make my transition? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. At what point did you realize that you just were not fit to live the life that you were born into? So when did you know? I don't know think when? it had. Well, I don't think it had anything to do with me saying, "Okay, I didn't fit this life." I didn't have a problem living as a male. I think that me wanting to be um, transgender. All started because I was doing shows, and I figured, um, to me, where I come from, if you were a showgirl, you didn't want to have on pads and you didn't want to have on um, fake breasts and all that. And then I think I ended up going out one day in full mm-hmm. drag, and um, I got so much attention, and people would say, oh, you know, they would mistake me for a girl. So that's how this whole thing started. It was never... Be saying, oh, I woke up in the wrong body. So I happen to be passable and pretty. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to ride this boat until it tip over. Mm. Okay, interesting. Uh, Alex? Um, mine started at a very young age. I didn't know what it, what it was called. I just knew something was wrong with me or thought something was wrong with me. Uh, never fit in as a child, never, I have two sisters, never was interested in the things they were interested in, never wanted to play with dolls, felt very awkward, you know, in the way that I was dressed. I can remember that from a young age. Even with pictures of me with dresses on, I always had on pants under my dresses or cowboy boots on with my dress. I would never just wear a dress. Mm, so okay. It, it, it was, it's been since I was a kid. But I had a lot of difficulty growing up um, rebelling mostly against my mom because I just knew something wasn't right. 
But I, I believe I'm older than everybody in, in on this call. I'm 46. So you can imagine 40 years ago, you know, being six years old and, you know, not fitting in with other kids and right. not knowing, you know, what's wrong. There wasn't a name for it, at least not one that I, you know, that I knew knew of. So, but I didn't transition, believe it or not, until about three years ago. Um, and Kenya actually was around when I started, so she, you know, she's kind of been through my journey with me. Right. And so I'm, I'm a baby when it comes to transitioning, but all my life I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't born. My body didn't look like what I looked in the mirror. If that, right. if that makes any sense. Almost definitely, it does. Okay. And uh, Shaylani, last but certainly not least. Okay, uh, I would have to say honestly, just like with Kenya, like I kind of like like to be in a gay marriage. I had did the gay pageants, and you know I had did like a lot of things, um, you know, comfortably being a gay male. And then one night, just messing around with Natalia, who was my roommate at the time, Natalia Scott Dupree, um, she just as just like as a joke, she was like, "I dare you to get up and drag and go to the straight club with me." So I was like, "I'm gonna do it." And she was like, "Oh girl, they gonna laugh, and girl, you like a big ass man, and all of that." So we went out anyway. <laughs> And I was actually, like, getting through, so to speak. So I just kind of, that night, I just couldn't sleep. I just like, what if I go all the way with this thing? And um, five and a half years later, I'm still here. Wow. Okay. So you and Kenya basically kind of had some of the, you know, similar, uh, you know, growing up in, in regards to transitioning. It was more so you saw the shows, you got in drag, you looked good, passable, and it, and it went from there. Um, and I'm sure, you know, looking at you guys now that, I mean, you – I don't think that you have any um, hang-ups about it. Um, I, I, looking, you know, if I looked like you guys, I wouldn't. So, um, but thank you so much. And KT and uh, Alex, you know, you kind of basically, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, you guys kind of basically had the same thing going as far as you always felt, you know, different or you felt a certain way on the inside, and then when it came down to the outer, you did not ex- show exactly what, you know, what you felt on the inside. So I get that. What's the, um, What's been the most difficult part of the transition? Because I know that everyone, you know, they go through a difficult stage or they, or there's some difficulty when it comes down to transition uh, from male to female, female to male. So what's been the most difficult part of the transition? And um, I'll, you know, we'll go ahead and start with Shaylani, go Alice, Kenya, and then KT. Um, oh, okay. Well, for me, the most difficult part of the transition is balancing everything. Um like I said, going in from just being totally male one day to dressing up one night to the next week getting my face pumped, like I just kind of went in blind. I didn't know anything. Um, back then I was big on pride, bigger on pride, so I really didn't want to ask too many people any questions. Mm-hmm. So um, the biggest thing for me over the last five and a half years has been balance. I'm trying to balance, you know, being real and having the best hair, having the best, making the best decisions um, as far as, you know, trying to stay level-headed because when you become transgendered, so many ideas and thoughts run through your head and sometimes in order to reach where you want to be cosmetically, sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of get wrapped up into all kinds of things financially. So okay. um, I would say now for me the biggest thing at 27 is trying to balance everything, you know, trying to start a career, trying to keep, you know, myself grounded, trying to keep my looks up to part and just overall like balance. Okay. And Alex? The biggest thing for me is acceptance. 
it, it's crazy because um, it was easy going to the doctor. It was easy, you know, injecting the hormones. It was easy. Um, it was easy with everything except acceptance. And okay. believe it or not, the biggest hurdle with that came from within the community. Mm-hmm. I've been at, I've been at my job ten years, so. I, so I was at my job during my before my transition, during my transition, and now completely accepted with the pronoun, proper pronouns, everything. Um, my family had issues with you know me injecting hormones, you know what can it do to your body, things like that. But other than that, acceptance. But in the community that I have to you know be a part of, and, and well I don't have to, but I choose to be a part of and and own a business in. I have the hardest time being accepted. Hmm. And well, why why do you think why do you think it's 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 um, so hard to get accepted by the community? I just feel like they don't give trans men the same level of respect that they give trans women. Okay. And that's and that's coming from trans women. You know, I've been in a relationship with one. You know, I'm around several of them. And and within the relationship, within the friendships, or, you know, I shouldn't even say friendships, the associations, you know, they still do the she, they still do the her, Mm. they still call me a third, and they know. They've been around me. They know. They know the proper pronouns. They know, you know, that I don't answer to, you know, her or or she or um, that I don't like being referred to as a third, but they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it and it comes to a point where you get tired of, you know, I'm not a stud, I'm not, you know, I'm he, you know, to the point yeah. where I had to have a discussion with my biological aunt one day, and she said, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. Stop answering. And, and, and then, that's you know, true. at some point they're going to know, okay, look, he's not playing about this. We need to take him serious. And it's still a struggle. It's still, I mean, you know, owning a business, and, you know, owning a pageant, and I'm still getting the same, you know, same flack, but I don't know. That's my biggest hurdle, just being accepted within my community. Yeah, I mean, that's something that grinds my gears. I mean, of course, I'm not a transgender woman or man, but that's something that grinds my gears because if someone has taken so, you know, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort, you know, sacrifice all that to become what they truly desire and what they feel on the inside, why would you, how dare you, you know, call them, oh, that's a she or that's a he or whatever. I mean, even my brother, my biological brother, who's like 22 at this point. I mean, I've kind of got him on the course of that's oh, that's a woman. I mean, that's a transgender woman or that's a transgender man. You don't call them what they don't live by, you know. So you, you know, we have, I think we just have to educate more um, more people in our community so that they can, you know, give respect because <clears throat> I'm sure they want respect. Um, KT, uh, sorry guys, I sound so crazy, but um, this weather's gotten me. But KT, um, what's been the most difficult part of your transition? Uh, the most difficult part for me was uh, just um, transitioning from a lesbian, from people seeing me as a lesbian, to a black male. That's been the hardest part for me. Uh, as for my transition, my transition, everything went perfect. I, I mean, I honestly feel like it went perfect. Uh, I don't go through what a lot of trans guys go through uh, with the pronouns or the disrespect, even with the community. It don't bother me. I'm a realist. So I know people are going to say she and stuff like that, but do they say it around me? No, they do not. When I put post pictures of me, yes, they have that on the pictures, but no one ever comes to me about it when they contact me. So uh, it's just 
out into the straight community, now I'm looked on as a black male when I always live, everybody seeing me as a lesbian, and everyone loves lesbians. I don't care if it's a white man or a black man. So now they see me as a black male, and I'm intimidated to white men, especially living in the South. So that's my biggest thing now is being a black man. Hmm. And, and uh, it's interesting that you brought that up because, like, with, um, K, you know, with UKT as well as uh, Alex, you know, when you look at when someone on the outside looks at you, they're automatically going to think, oh, that's, some, that's a guy, you know. Um, it was so interesting because Alex, I'll tell you after the show, but someone called me. I'll tell you who that person was. They called me about maybe 30 minutes before the show, before we started airing or whatever, and they were like, I just had to call you and, and, and say, is Alex, Alex used to be a girl, and I was like, well, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a trans man. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm gadget right now. I never knew that. I just, you know, never knew. And that was someone within our own gay community, someone that is affiliated with pageantry and all of that. So um, I think, again, it goes back to that respect. You know, Shailani talked about, you know, the balance. The balance was a difficult part for her. Um, Alex, you know, said acceptance. Um, Kenya? Yes. What's your, what was your difficult part? Um, I I think that the most difficult for me was um, just letting go of relationships mm. with different individuals when it came to me transitioning. People that I met as a boy, um, and that mm-hmm. includes my family as well, okay. uh, because I still have feelings for them, and I just assumed that because of you weren't in love with the person that um, I am now, you're in, pers- you're in love with the person I was before, that you would still feel the exact same way, and that's not always the case. Uh, and my family, you know, my father is a pastor, so I've always valued his opinion, even though we really aren't as I feel we should be. But that, you know, that's kind of, it's a catch-22. So that would probably be my biggest thing is just my family. I'm just big on family, so. Okay. All right. Now, in doing a little research over the years, I've noticed that some trans men and women do not identify as gay. Um, what's your stance on that matter, and what do you identify as? You got pretty much probably, you know, some of you said it, but um, you can just go ahead and clarify for, you know, for us because, of course, with a, a few of you guys, um, KT and Alex, you did say that you, um, you know, you did live a lesbian lifestyle. So, again, you know, just doing, a, and some, doing a little research over the years, I've noticed that some trans men and some trans women do not identify as gay. So what's your stance on that matter, and what do you identify as? And I'll start with Alex. And then we'll go to Shailani, Kenya, and then KT. Well, um, as you know, Micah, I just got married about three weeks ago to a straight woman. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I identify as a straight male. Mm -hmm. Um, This, yeah, me. That's what I identify as. Now, now before your transition, you you identified as a, a lesbian. Woman, or is that? I identified as lesbian because I didn't know what else to call it. If, okay. You know what I mean? I understand. I, I knew I was attracted to females, but I didn't consider myself a female. I didn't know what I was. Mm. I just knew I wasn't right. You were right. <laughs> I mean, I, it's hard to it's hard to explain, and it takes people who who who've known me over the years to to say, well, yeah, he always said he wasn't right. You know. Mm. So okay. Yeah. So. So you I identify as question because I didn't know what else to identify as. So you identify yourself as a straight male who 
you know, happens to like pageants and own pageants in the LGBTQ community. Okay. Um, hey, Shay- money is money. <laughs> Shaylani, go ahead. Hey, hey. Bye. Money is money. I take it. And, you, and I have built relationships, so don't get me wrong. I've right. never, you know, um, never, you know, not have gay friends or be a part of the gay community because I've developed those friendships and those relationships and those are priceless. So being a straight male has nothing to do with that at all. Okay. And Shaylani? Oh, that's a, that's a, I don't know because like it's like this like um, I still like um, a lot of gay things so I think I sometimes I consider myself gay still or sometimes I consider myself a woman it just depends because like the men I deal with primarily are straight men so when they come around like they think um you know 100% woman and even like if I have a, a male friend come around. And there's guys, mm-hmm. like, there's my, my Butch Queen friends there. He kind of will, like, make sure I know, like, you know, like, you're not them. And, they, you know, like, they're not you. And I don't know. So I guess with me, is I'm like an X-Man. Like, I'm like so on. Like, I'm not male. but I mean, I'm not gay, but I'm not straight. I don't know. I just kind of leave it up to, you know, the circumstance at the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Kenya? I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but that's just like how I am. Like, because, I mean, I don't want to say I'm a straight woman because a lot of things, that I do uh, definitely are not womanly. So I don't want to say a woman, but I, don't, I definitely don't consider myself a gay man. I'm just, I'm other. I'm definitely other. Okay. And Kenya? I'm just laughing at somebody. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I would have to, um, I identify as being a heterosexual woman. In spite of everything that I do, whether I do pageants or shows, that is a job to me. So when I, um, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I normally take on the woman role. Or when I'm walking down the street, I don't broadcast who I am to the public and say, oh, well, you know, I'm transgender. No, I want to be known as a, a beautiful woman. So I'm, a, I'm heterosexual with the birth defect. That is my birth defect, the fact that I am. A woman with a birth defect. Yeah, I tell <laughs> that all the time, you know. And, and men, are, they seem to respect it. I think that, you know, as long as you look the part, it's okay. Yeah, I agree. And uh, KT? Uh, yes, I identify as a straight male. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I have dated a lesbian. <laughs> you say you've dated a lesbian before? Yes, I have. It, it, it don't work out. Uh, since I'm transgender, it's, it's like they have to identify me as female to consider themselves still being a lesbian. So I don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> and so I date just straight women. Uh, me and lesbians dating do not work out. Uh, so I consider myself as a straight male. I mean, I'm a male, so I consider myself a straight male pretty much. Okay, okay. Now I'm going to pose this question, um, quick question to Shaylani and um, and Kenya. Uh, living as a transgender woman, like, how long when you're dating or you're someone, you know, wants to know, you know, get to know who you are and, you know, maybe take you out on a date and all that kind of good stuff, when do you actually divulge the information in regards to, you know, what's down below? And, uh, and the all that. Yeah, the tea. <laughs> when do you give them the tea? <laughs> um, well, well, traditionally, traditionally, before I started, before I started going to school last year, I would, um, in public, I would give them my number or vice versa, 
And my my rule was before we meet, like before they come see me in person, only because I've had friends die. Like I remember, I always think about this. I remember the night or the morning I got the phone call that um, Chanel Sherrington, Chewita Fish, had passed. Uh-huh. And, you know, the story behind that. And uh, I just told myself from that day forward, you know, I wasn't going to put my mom in that situation. So I told myself I'll always tell every single guy, you know, before we actually meet in person because prior to her death, I was that kind of person too. Like I would, I, I would, I would um, you know, test the waters, as we say. I would let, let a guy come over, test my realness, you know, kiss, all kind of, all kind of foolishness up until it's time to, you know, orchestrate. So right. um, now... So, but after school, I started meeting all these guys who didn't know my team and started, like, liking them. They started liking me. And then um, recently I had to tell a guy because yeah. the, bus, the bus started getting out amongst the students, you know. So I had to tell a guy, and I, um, he didn't want anything to do with me after that. So that was, like, my first, like, wake-up call to go back to how I used to be because I wish I kind of would have told him first instead of putting all those months into liking him and stuff and him liking me and planning dates and all that. Because after he found out what was between my legs, it was kind of was like, you know, I was non-existent. So for me, I'm back to the point where, like, when I meet you in public, um, let's exchange numbers. But before we meet in person, let me tell you the tea. Because if we get over here and we start getting, you know, um, intimate, things wake up. And I don't want things to go left. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Kenya? Okay, so look. Uh, I just don't be having <laughs> When it comes to meeting men and telling them the tea, I, I have a. I'm gonna do the dinner in the movie. We're gonna okay. hang out. You won't know where I live, and because I'm meeting you in a public place, you know. And yeah. um, I, I am, and I don't want to be like sounding all like um, arrogant or nothing, but I'm very real and passable, and I can roll with the best of. So how I look at it is, I don't have to tell them shit. We're not. I'm not gonna be fucking you, and you're gonna treat me like a woman because once you find out the dirt, all the respect goes out the window. Yeah. All yeah. About, oh, suck my, my dick. Um, can I come over? No, you don't do women like that. And if some women can accept that, but me personally, I can't be bothered. So I'm not telling you anything. We're going to go hang yeah. out. Um, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to do whatever, have drinks. And then when I feel comfortable enough, if I want to deal with you after that, then I'll disclose that information. But, again, I don't put myself in that type of situation to where we're going to end up making out or something. Um, where you're touching me or doing all of that because that is kind of dangerous. And I think um, as I'm getting older now, mm-hmm. um, I, I try to I pick and choose who I decide to do that with because I don't really like thug boys. And sometimes the neo-soul boys that I date, they'll go crazy if they figure out what's going on. So mm-hmm. I, it's, all about who, it's all about who you're going to. You have to pick and choose who you're going to tell it to. I mean, that, it is what it is. Okay. Now, this is a question for everyone. Um, I mean, I don't know what how how far some I well Kenya and Shaylani, I, I pretty much know where you are in your process right now. But with KT and Alex, I, I really don't. But this is a, still a question for everyone. Um, have you had the actual surgery down below? That's the first one. If not, do you Shay ever has left the conference? Okay, Shay just hung up. I'm sure she'll be back in a little bit. But uh, do you uh, if do you have you had the surgery down below? Um, and if not, would you ever, or are you contemplating or anticipating having that one day? So, um, Casey, well, you can start. Yeah, Casey, you can just okay. say, you can answer that question, and then we'll go to Alex and then Kenya, and then if, hopefully Shaylani will be back so she can answer it. 
Oh, well, then, um, have I, no, I have not had the surgery down below. Okay. Do I plan on uh, having it? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. And and the more I transition, I contemplate on which one I want to have. So, uh, but, um, yes, I do plan on having it, though. Okay. Now you now you say you contemplate on which surgery you want to have. What what sir which is there more than one? There's more than one, Mike. <laughs> okay, yeah, school me. That's that's what that's what you're here to do. I don't know everything, so school me. You got to school me as well as school everyone out there that'll be listening to this um to the show. So school me, what what are the two surgeries? Okay, well it's it's one where you have surgery and it's a, it's a smaller one. It's a smaller one but you have full sensation. You have an erection. Get the big one. Get the real big one. <laughs> okay, so we got the one that's it's a little smaller, but you get all the sensation. What's the other one? Yeah, all the sensation. Then the other one is, is normal-sized male penis. You can pretty much pick the size. and But that one right there, you're not guaranteed sensation. And mm. that, that's my thing right there because uh, if you I want to feel. feel. You want to feel everything. I no, I, yeah, I got to feel everything. You know what I'm saying? All right, yeah. Well, can you say it? Can you say it? She said, go for the big one. So go go for the big one. Okay. All right. You schooled me. And uh, Alex? Um, I have not had um, the surgery, but um, it's funny because, yes, I am having it, and um, <laughs> I've actually been to a couple of consultations. Okay. Um, my wife is very, very supportive, so that's really helped me, you know, in, in making my decision to have that that surgery. Um, but like KT, I, I, the one that I'm leaning towards is not going to be the major one because okay. I don't want skin grafted from other parts of my body and I don't want to take the chance that it doesn't work because there's a big chance that that surgery will not work, like KT said. And who oh, wants okay. to spend all that money to have a limp dick? Okay, <laughs> so, I'll let it say <laughs> So, I, so the surgery that I'm aiming for would be the the minor of the two, but okay. works just as well. And and I don't know if you know, but the hormone that we are on makes our bottom area grow anyway. Oh. So, yeah. So so the surgery that I'm having it just pulls back, you know, the foreskin almost like I guess being circumcised. Okay. So it exposes, you know. So. That's the one I'm having, and yeah, not going for the other one. So, so I mean, by just taking the hormones, and Kenya, we'll get to you in just a second. Uh, by taking the uh, hormones, how big does it? I mean, like, how big can it get just by taking hormones? I mean, everybody's different. Um, well, my, yeah, I guess I, I know I'm getting a little personal, but mine is probably about. Um, Mm. I don't know. Let's just say it's a nice size. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like you, can, you can see it. You can see it like in my underwear. Without you know, it, it's a nice size, and okay. I haven't had anything done. Just my hormone. All right. So just imagine if you get the first right, surgery. Get, what I is? get hard in the morning when I first wake up. Oh wow. Like, it's like I'm like I want to like fuck right then when I first wake up. It's hard as a rock. All right. Get ready. Stuff get like ready. regular, you know, bio guys. After pee when I first wake up, all that stuff now. Mm. And that's well, just a, from the hormones. 
Well, I don't get hard in the morning, and I don't have to pee when I get up, so I'm not a regular guy. Um, Kenya. Hey, you know you're not a regular guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I am actually making prep- making preparations to um, – I'm going to get castrated in March. Um, okay. You, I don't know if – they're saying you're not supposed to do that beforehand, but I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision because a lot of my friends that I know – who've had the actual surgery end up being um, somewhat crazy. They say they're all, the queens are crazy, anyway, but they are really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's no disrespect against anybody. I know tons and tons of them. But then you, you have the, um, a lot of them don't look real, and mm-hmm. by not looking real, that'll scare me. You know, like if I wake up one day and I see that down there and they don't look like how I think it's supposed to look, or you can't come, or... You know, it's just, it's, 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 I don't know. So I'm going to take the slow step, but yes, eventually, um, I'm thinking by the time I turn 40, I'll have it. I'm 36, so, you know, I'm just making my way to do it. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not making my way. I'm going to do it. It's just taking some time right now. And I think with with something, you know, it is a, it is a big move. I mean, each transitioning is just a, is a big move by itself, but, I, but also when, you know, you're thinking about, you know, Cutting things off or pushing it up in or whatever they, whatever they do, you know, in regards to the surgical process of it, it's still a it's still a big thing. So I don't, you know, I don't encourage anyone. I'm sure you guys don't either. Don't encourage anyone to go rush out and get it. It's just the more, you know, just you know, go through the process, you know. So um, I don't think Shailani's um, trying to come back in. Uh, so we'll let you know when she comes back. We'll you know get her input. But we're gonna move on. Shalani well, already said that she's not gonna do it. You already, if you read between the lines, she already said what she be doing, so she's not gonna do it. Honey. Oh, okay. Did, did she did she say a little <laughs> bit of it in, as I was reading the question? She said that she does things with men that. Uh, she, so I that, took that as from a girl standpoint that she does other extras that a lot oh, of okay. girls. I mean, you know, just take it how you want it. Okay, guys. Yeah, <laughs> whenever she comes back. Um, okay, so I, I know Alex spoke on it um, earlier, and I think I did hear everybody. So um, uh, now we're going to um, go back. We're going to go to this particular question. Um, it's just a general question, and, and you guys can give me what, whatever your thoughts are. But uh, the question reads, uh, what, are your thought, or what are your thoughts on some of the gay community not wanting to acknowledge the T in the LGBTQ community. Again, what are your thoughts on some of the gay community not wanting to acknowledge the T in the LGBT community? And if you have anything that you want to say to the community in regards to that, you know, feel free. And uh, I'll let Alex go, KT, and then Kenya. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing that I, I can add to what I said earlier is that, you know, um, the only reason that 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 I choose to to still be a part of the community is because, like I said, I I have I have made relationships, I've um, bonded with people, I own a business in the community, um, so it's important to me that you know people. Well, just to be real with you, Michael, it doesn't bother me like it did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it seems like um, um, my best friend told me with every shot, I get more of a I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> and 
guess the only thing I could say to the community is, you know, I'm here whether you like, you know, the decisions that I made for my life, you know, or not. And I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, you just have to take me as I am. Just like you want to be accepted as a lesbian or, or bi or queer, you know, you have to accept me for the decision that I made for my life, whether you like it or not. Okay. Because it's not changing who I am. And an amen to that, and, and that you should not. Uh, next, next is that is that going to be KT? What are your What are your thoughts on some of the gay community not wanting to acknowledge the T in the LGBT community? He just be skipping folks going straight to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I well, I really don't care. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't I don't even care about them accepting it or not because um, it really don't make me no difference. So, but um. Because it's like, I don't know. I really don't care, to be honest with you. That's all I know because uh, LGBT, it's all just a little bunch of people that society just done kicked to the curb that they want to talk about dislike. So either way it goes, everybody going to always dislike somebody. That's just how society set up. They just turn each other against each other. So I guess they figure they'll go against the trans or whatnot. But I don't care who goes against who. I'm not into that. <laughs> Okay, and in Kenya. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with that shit. I don't give two shits if they accept me or not. The bottom line is they don't they don't accept each other as being um, gay and bisexual. They're not if they're not accepting the bisexual. What makes me any different that they're gonna accept me? They can find any and everything that's wrong with being transgender but they're glorifying these same things about someone who's transgender, but then they want to tear them down in the same sentence. So that contradiction to me, leaves, I just can't deal with it. So I don't even consider myself a part of their whole thing. I'm not that she and that transgender because, like I said before, I am an H, which is non-existent, and that LGBT. So they can kiss my ass. You know, I don't care. <laughs> All right. So Kenya and, and, uh, Kenya and KT, uh, if someone approached you and wanted you to speak on some type of panel or forum in regards to, you know, the transgender life, and it is, you know, an LGBTQ forum or whatever the case may be, would you not participate? Would you decline that offer? Um, one, because, KT, you, you know, you identify yourself as a straight male, uh, and then Kenya, you just don't give two shits. So, I mean, if someone came to you and wanted to... Well, um, well, don't put it like that. I, I mean, don't put it and say, I don't give... I mean, I don't give two shits about people's opinions about my lifestyle, basically. Okay, but if someone came to you and wanted you to yeah. speak on it on an open forum or a panel, would you? Well, now, me... I mean, go ahead, I'm, yeah. Okay, I would... Uh, Mainly because I, I, I take myself as a man with trans experience. So I okay. would do... Shay has arrived. Okay, Shaylani's back. But Shaylani, you, you just keep um, keep cool. I'm going to let Casey finish it. We'll get back to you in just a second. Go ahead, uh, Casey. Yeah, I, I speak on it on behalf of other trans. I just, I try to always, I consider myself an open transgender man, a man with trans experience, mainly because to help out other trans that haven't came, that's coming after me. Okay. And so uh, I speak on on that behalf. Um, that's my only purpose. That's what now, Shaylani, you're back, right? You're here? She's back. Okay. 
So I have two questions for you um, real quick. The first one I'm just going to pick up where we just um, left off. What are your thoughts on some of the gay community not wanting to acknowledge the T in the LGBT community? You just give your thoughts, you know, and, and whatever you have to say in regards to or to the community in regards to that. You say what's the – What are your thoughts on some of the gay community not wanting to acknowledge the T in the LGBTQ community? <clears throat> well, I think there's several different different areas where that issue um, actually stems from. An issue that I had early in my transformation was, uh, I think Kenya had stated earlier, a lot of guys that I had dealt with um, prior to transforming, and I had dealt with a lot of guys um, being on that pageant scene, once I became transgender, they didn't want to accept it um, for a long time. I actually still have two who still call me my male name, and we get into it and all of that. But I think a lot of people, I think that's one issue um, that we face is that, you know, a lot of our exes, you know, in our previous life don't want to accept it. And then another issue I face is that a lot of a, a lot of guys that I've encountered in the black gay community, um, they just, I don't know, it seems to be like, it seems to be like, I don't know, a type of jealousy or something. Like, I think they envy, like, the type of men we deal with or the attention that we get, you know, because when you're a transgender and you look real and you're beautiful and you're all these things, it's a lot to stomach. You know, you get a lot of attention a lot of people can't take that because they don't get any attention. So here's this trans person coming along and getting all the attention, and a lot of people feel like, well, why are they getting all the attention? They're weird or they're, they're not, you know, normal. So why are they getting so much attention? I think a lot of it has to do with jealousy, and, and the other part is just, like, acceptance. Like, some people just can't take it. Mm. Okay. And uh, your se- the second part, um, and, and, I, and I can I, I think I can agree with you on that in regards to there's other people in the community that just cannot take, you know. And I know, you know, from dealing with a lot of trans transgender uh, women, you know, a lot of them have issues with the quote-unquote butch queens and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So totally understand where you're coming from on that. But the other question that you missed out on was um, a quick question in regards to do you, uh, do you foresee in the future actually going and doing the actual surgery to get rid of, you know, what you have down below, or if not, I mean, if not, you know, why? This is the thing. I, I think overall mostly I'm indecisive because when I first started, like I said, I jumped, head in, I, jumped, I jumped first head in, and all of my goals that I was planning to meet cosmetically were coming into pass. Like I said, I want to get my, my implants in six months. I got them my first six months. Like I want to get my body done, my face on. So as I started to go on that path and every goal that I set for myself cosmetically came to, came to um, you know, came to pass, on the time that I was supposed to, I actually had every intention on getting the full surgery. But then I had to, as I got older, I realized that um, I like sex as is, <laughs> first of all. Uh, second of all, I started to meet other transgender women who had completed the SRS, and unfortunately I met more miserable ones than happy ones, and okay. I listened to their I stories. I said that too. Yeah, she said that. And I listen mm-hmm. to their stories. And a lot of their stories have driven me to be more so along the line of defense of just keep everything as is because I have a few that were, like, borderline suicidal. And mm-hmm. I think I'm already, like, after being transgender, I'm already a little bit tick, tick, boom mentally. So okay. I don't want to trigger something else on top of that and be like, you know what? I done fucked up. You know, right. that's it. I don't want to okay. be that person because I'm happy. And I have a very happy, active sex life. So... But right now, I don't see me doing anything. Maybe when I'm 50. Yeah, Kenya said that too. Kenya said that too. Uh-huh. She said you had a, a <laughs> big sex life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. 
How does he know about my sex life prior to well, you at Shaylani? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I only said I only said that because if you can read between the lines of your statement. The bottom line is you said that you, what you do, and you just said yourself, you like what you do in the bathroom. So, I mean, come on now. You can, and nobody not stupid, honey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got that one. You got that one. So, guys, this is what we're going to do at this point, okay? We're going to take a quick break, all right? And then when we come back, we're going to finish up with, with our questions. I recently read an article concerning transgender love, and the article spoke about a pair of teenagers from Oklahoma who actually transitioned together, one male to female, the other female to male. So they are now happily in love with one another. Um, keep in mind that these are teenagers. Uh, what are your thoughts on, tra- on transgender love, and have you ever dated a transgender male or female, and if not, would you? So if I need to repeat, I will. So we are we'll let Alex go last. We'll start off with Shaylani. We'll go to Kenya. So we'll go Shaylani, we'll go Kenya, we'll go uh K T and then Alex. Why we gotta start with me? I'm just playing. Okay. Um that's a two part question. The first part, I think transgender love is beautiful when you can find it because there's so much that I didn't know prior to becoming Shay. I thought it would be the same way I thought, you know, being a gay male and basically getting whatever man you wanted spoiled me. So as I became transgendered and then having to deal with the fact of revealing the T to a lot of men and, you know, them thinking you're a woman and falling in love with that woman and then telling them that you're a different type of woman and it just going left and them never even speaking to you again, for a long time that fucked with me. So um, once I did fall in love with a guy, um, we were in a relationship for about four and a half years up until about last year, and for him to accept me for, you know, all of me, you know, um, you know, all my many ways and, you know, the imbalance of, you know, going from male to female and that transition and mm-hmm. him being there, I think it was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. Um, on the second part of the question, for some reason in 2014, I thought to be more open-minded. So actually I would date a trans man. Hmm. Okay. Kenya. So, um, you know, I am notorious for, um, I believe that love has no gender. And I have dated, um, I've never dated a trans man. I've dated another transsexual woman, and that's just because I like beauty. Um, mm. I don't have a problem with who you fall in love with. Um, I'm with Shay on the, uh, the whole man and how them they treat you after the fact. As far as me dating a trans man, I don't know because I like dick and I like big dicks and I want a male boss. I want a C boss. 
I want to feel boss. I want to know that you, in you know, um, biologically, the chemical imbalance, regardless of how much hormones that we all take, there's still going to be a chemical imbalance. And I know that women are a lot more emotional than men are, and then on top of the fact that we are taking hormones, we're extra emotional. So I don't think that the two of us can get along long enough for, so I don't know, that's kind of up in the air for me. I mean, I don't, whoever is going to be my partner, I'm not going to put a stipulation on their gender at all. And that's okay. how I feel about the situation. And KT, what are your thoughts? Oh, Hallie, I don't need, okay. I don't have <laughs> nothing wrong with it. You know, I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> You know, this is just I don't I don't date trans women, and I tell you exactly why I don't date trans women. You know, a trans woman once told me she was like I don't date. We was just we buddies, and she was talking. She was like she don't date trans men because she likes to feel a dick get hard in her mouth, and I'm the same way. <laughs> I like to eat pussy, and if it ain't no pussy, because I like to eat pussy. So okay. I mean, <laughs> I love that dude, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, I'm, I'm, that's pretty much it, though. But I respect it, you know, to each his own. Okay. And Alex? Are you sure you ready for this? <laughs> I'm about to give it to you real straight. No chaser. Okay, no go chaser. No chaser. No chaser. Okay. Everybody on this phone knows me except KT. You'll know me a lot better after this conversation. <laughs> I have dated a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that sounds like it's a contradiction because I say I'm a heterosexual male. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm attracted to women, femininity. So it, a trans woman who... who gives me woman who ain't trying to fuck me, who ain't trying to do all that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and can pass one million percent as real, you know, when I, when I first see, I see a woman. And, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Anyway, I, so, I feel like, and Shaylani can probably understand exactly where I'm coming from when I say this. I feel like I wasn't taken serious as a male by the particular um, one that I dated. Mm-hmm. And I think this person tapped into my vulnerabilities because they knew um, what I was going through as far as my transition and the not being accepted part. And, and, and they they hit all the right buttons, mm-hmm. and in doing that, they they made made me believe that it was something other than it was, and they took that opportunity to use me to um, better their lifestyle. Um, so with that being said, um, it was an experience for me that I'm that I'm glad that I went through because it 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 made me appreciate the type of person that I am and it made me realize what I really really wanted and to stop falling for the glitz and the glamour and how somebody looks and and you know 
if they're the it girl, if they're popular, you know, fuck all that bullshit because at the end of the day, um, it don't mean shit because looks can fade. The next it girl comes along. I mean, so at the end of the day, all that stuff's just bullshit. And mm-hmm. it took me, you know, going through that bad experience, you know, start back dating um, biological women to, mm-hmm. to meet, you know, my wife and realize, just like KT said, I like pussy. So I'm in the perfect place that I need to be in, but it took me having to go through that bullshit, for lack of a better word. To so realize I, what you what If you really I had want. not met my wife, I would have, I would have never dated another trans woman. Ever. <laughs> so, we're, so, so we don't have to worry about it. Go ahead. Huh? Oh, that was kind of hot. No, I, no I, I was just saying that, you know, we don't even have to go and ask you, know, ask you the, the second question because, first of all, I respect you and your marriage, so, you know, and your wife and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to just say you guys are going to be together until death do you part. So um, we don't have to worry about would you ever date Again, right. That's what I said. If I hadn't met her, I would have never dated another trans woman. No. Right. Okay. Now, um, before I met my wife, I had already decided I would never go through that again. And and I hate to say it, but that that experience just soured me with dating another trans woman. It be that way. (laughs) Who's that? Shaylani. Yeah, I agree. A bad a bad apple can spoil it for the bunch. That's just you know, it's how it is. Sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, sure the hell can. Honey. What, what are you? Um, what are you guys' hopes or desires for the transgender community? What would you like to see change, if anything? Anyone can start. Uh, okay, well, I would say. Go ahead. Um, uh, one thing I would like to see, I would like to see, and this is just period, I would like to see more unity in the community. Sometimes we're so, and I, I think it starts with the black race and then it just trickles down to the black gay community. We're so against each other, and it's so hard for us to, you know, um, embrace a huge movement when we have all these small little squabbles in our own community. How can we expect, like, you know, the um, straight community to take us serious and to, you know, try to embark on these journeys that we want to embark on when we're so against, you know, each other sometimes. So my biggest my biggest wish, dream, and hope for the trans community would just to be more unity and stop all that jealousy and competition because um, competition is just what it is. Some people, I, I think a lot of times in our community, we view competition as something evil, and I have to try to be better than this at her or try to be more beautiful than her. Then instead of using that motivation, like, you know, this bitch doing her thing. Let me get with this bitch and see what she's doing, and let's both do our thing because, right. you know, there's, you know, in, 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 in numbers, there's power. So I just feel like if we can just monopolize on what we have as a community, then we can move mountains. So that's what I would like to see is much more unity. Anyone else? I would like to see more education. I'm sorry, Alex. Um, because a lot of the um, people take on children and they put them in this lifestyle. It's not in the particular the gay lifestyle, but in the transgender lifestyle because they say, oh, I want to be um, a woman or I want to look a certain way. I think that they need to educate them first and foremost that, you know, there's more to life. There's more to this lifestyle than what you see on the outside. If that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. It definitely, it definitely makes sense. Uh, KT, Alex. Uh, I agree with Lydia on the education part. 
Mm-hmm. I, I get inboxes every day from from people asking me um, how do I transition and and how do I get hormones and things like that. And my first question to to most of them is why do you want to transition? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them see you know the physical um, transition you know, that I've gone through because a lot of these people, I, you know, I, I know just from seeing out in the community and when I used to hang out like in the lesbian spots or whatever, so, oh, man, I want to look like you. You know, how do I get hormones? No, it's more to it than that. So I think if they're educated on, um, you know, the real side of transition instead of just seeing what somebody looks like physically, mm-hmm. you know, I think that would help. Okay. And it's not a lot in Atlanta. It's not a lot here at all. And who who is this talking? Was that KT or Alex? Alex. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now KT, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I, I pretty much uh, I guess I agree with everybody. Uh, and Alex, that's what Alex just said about people inboxing and stuff. Yeah, people. Yeah. Look, a lot of folks look at the physical, and there's not enough information out there, education about it. Um, and there's pretty much none in Mississippi, and I even had to go to Atlanta to start mine. So, but um, so yeah, I feel like there should be more information out there about trans about transitioning, and what's the the permanent changes, and uh, there should be some out there. A lot of people don't even know if they're, they're trans or not. Like they just going with it with the glam and stuff like right. that. Right, right. The education part should most definitely be put out there because some people I done met some folks uh, that transition and. Uh, uh, that silicone and stuff they be pumping into their faces and stuff, and now they're trying to transition back, and I'm and they telling me they made a mistake, and I'm like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you gonna get that? How did, I don't even know how they go away. You know, does they go away or something? I don't know. So that's what I was wondering. But yeah, the education most definitely because this shit can really fuck you up if you turn out not to be trans. And you walking around right. with a beard, and you say, "Okay, now I want to be a female," and your voice is like baritone because someone's voice be baritone and shit like that. So most definitely education. Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally agree with you guys. Um, you know, the unity most definitely, the education most definitely. You know, being educated on um, what a transgendered man or a woman is, the process and all of that. And um, I can say for me, and this is just my own truth. Um, when I uh, started, when I moved to Atlanta and was 2001, got in drag, did that, you know, for a while, and then I started to, you know, take the, you know, the hormones and all that kind of stuff. And I only lived my life as a boy when I went to work. I was always in drag at the house. I was always in drag at the club. And that came because I, my first gay mom, who was not Raquel Lord, it was someone else, she lived her life as a woman. She has her own business and everything. But I was trying to pattern myself after her. But I remember her telling me is um, for her, she did. She went to therapy for two years um, before she even started to take one pill, one shot or anything. You know, she wanted to make sure that this is what she wanted to do because, as Kenya and um, Shailani said earlier, you know, people go crazy, this and the other. They do it, and, and then now they, they feel as though they're stuck. So um, I, I just know from even when I was going through, I think, for me, it was like, oh, I like the way I look. Oh, I'm, you know, I thought I was fish back then, all that kind of stuff. So you, you easily get caught up, you know. And some people who are not, you know, as strong-minded um, or don't, don't come from a, you know, a certain background, 
they'll just go with the flow, but later on, you know, they'll become stuck. Um, so, you know, that that's my own thing. So I definitely believe that education is definitely a must. You must know, you know, the proper steps. And that kind of leads into the next, my little next question, um, and I'll give that to whoever, you know, you got, all of you guys don't have to answer because I think for the most part you guys kind of said it, but uh, to Shailani and Kenya most definitely, like what is the, um, what would you say now is the proper way to transition or to start um, going the route of doing the, the hormones or just whatever? Like what is the pro- what do you think is the proper one, two, three step in regards to transitioning to a transgender uh, woman? Well, um, I think Kenya's been doing, Kenya's one of the ones I looked up to when I was shit in high school. So I saw pageant tape and I thought she was, Beautiful and all that, so I think. Well, thanks, Tayani. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, so with Kenya being, um, you know, with Kenya being more, you know, in her transition longer than I have been, I think Kenya should start and I'll just, you know, um, you know, add something to it. Okay, Kenya, go ahead. Well, as a person, I don't think that there is no one, two, three step. I think that you have to be mentally prepared for what is about to happen. Um, as I said before, you only see. People only see the outside. There is more to it. I think that the first step that they should definitely do is talk to somebody, and you need to figure out why you want to transition. Why do you feel that living your life as a woman is going to be beneficial for you? Are you ready to deal with what is going to come after all of that with with your family, with relationships, with um, the public, with finding a job? with housing, with all this stuff that we get discriminated against, these are things that you have to think about. And God forbid if you're not passable, if you have a full beard and you just big ass and your family calls you Bubba and you walk around here and you look a mess in the daytime and you want to go get a job at Bloomingdale, that's not going to work. So you need to seriously sit down and think about why it is that you want to transition for one. Um, and, you know, just do your research. You know, see how many uh, – I wish I would have – Going back now, I wish I would have done my research. You know, um, there have been days that I hated this lifestyle. I always mm-hmm. assumed that if I if I um, would have waited, I probably would have been a lot more happier. Not saying I'm not happy now. I just think that if I would have waited, I could have been in a, a, a long-lasting relationship or I could have easily been married. I could have just did a lot of other things. But with me just jumping into it like so many other girls are doing, you know, you don't have the knowledge and the understanding of what's about to happen, and nobody ever told me about that. That you can, you're subject to be alone on holidays. You're subject to your family not liking you. You're subject to being single for the rest of your life. You're subject to having um, regrets um, of going back and forth in your mind. If I have to be a woman, if I have to be a man, why do I look like this? But then I have this stick between my legs. That that bothers you mentally. So definitely get some therapy. Do all mm-hmm. that stuff. And can you don't be trying to call me yeah. out talking about um no it's not a one two three step now you know that was a figure of speech. I No, because I say that because you know people listen to this and they'll be like oh bitch it's a one two three step one, two, because three. now when I say that <laughs> yeah people people will say the one two three step for them is oh I'm addressing drag I'm gonna do the show they're gonna live that's the first step the second step is oh bitch I'm gonna start hormones mm-hmm. um. And I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to let the trade see me. And if I don't get clocked, then, yeah, this is for me. And the third mm-hmm. step is these hoes run around here going to get this gasoline pumped up in them, um, <laughs> trying to get this overnight body. And you're not going to look like that, bitch. And I keep telling these girls, I, the way I didn't, it didn't take me um, three years to have my body this way. It, when, when we were getting pumped, it was, this was back in, what, 2000? 
This is not 2000 anymore. This is 2014. So bitches is doing anything to make a quick dollar. So you need to look at. It's like I can either look at who's pumping you first and see if you want them to touch you. People don't. People just don't think. I guess they don't have the same mind frame that I have when it comes to this thing. I would never want to take my clothes off and look at myself and see. No, ma'am. I'm and sorry. see all of that. Yeah, and then there will be an upcoming episode in regards to in regards to that <laughs> bad silicone and. The, the, you know, the, the effects of having that in your body. Um, Shaylani, did you want to? Yeah, um, just agreeing, just first of all, agreeing with Kenya about the research because I feel like, like, like she said, when I first, you know, just started and like I said, I had a lot of pride back then. So I don't want to ask a lot of people questions because by the time I started, I feel like a lot of girls were shady. A lot of girls I had looked up to and I called mm-hmm. for advice. They laughed at me. So I just kind of said, well, I just do my own thing. So I just kind of ordered my own hormones and, Got my work and all that, and like she said, research and just and just thinking. Like I didn't think about that it was going to be a real difference. I just thought I'm going to look different, and the world going to have to accept it. I didn't think like, oh, well, you know, some people might not accept it. Being your own family, I haven't talked to my father in over five years. He will not accept this. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I think people don't think about because I didn't even think about it, and I consider myself highly intelligent. And there's a lot of things I didn't even think about. I just thought, you know, as long as I look fish, everything else will come. And no, there's so many obstacles that come. In fact, I think, in fact, I think now the realer you look, the more obstacles you have because it's kind of like when you're Absolutely. a clock box. It's kind of like when you're a clock box. People just know, okay, well, this is a man. I don't care about what I'm, you know, all this other stuff. This is a man. But when you're real and people accept that you're real and they go with that, when they find out the real tea, it's so much backlash come with that. Some people actually feel upset that you actually had the nerve to deceive them. So mm. there's a lot you have to think. About. It's a lot that you have to intake. So I, I tell a lot of people who inbox me and stop me in the club and be like, oh, you are everything. I want to be just like you. And I'd be like, well, what, what, what is me? I ask them that question, you want to be just like me, what is me? And they mm-hmm. pause. And when they pause, I tell them, baby, do some more thinking. Because that pause shows me that you're not ready. You're not about this life. Think a little bit more. Do, do you guys, and KT, he can probably, um, you know, he may be able to say something on this. Um, as far as like the... I would say growing, you know, growing up or coming up, living in Atlanta, you know, I lived there for 12 years. I came in, you know, I, I didn't go to a pageant at first. I was going to the ball, you know, and I saw how the, the girls were just living and all this kind of stuff. And then I gradually saw guys, you know, that I would see in the club, you know, end up there, walk, drag, space, drag, realness, and before you know it, they're, they're transsexual women now. You know, so do you think that, the transgender, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, the ballroom scene as well as the pageant can, um, the pageant scene can kind of, um, I don't want to say force, but, you know, the people that are involved in it kind of like sometimes thrust people into that particular side of, you know, saying, hey, you look pretty or not, go ahead and be a, a transgender woman or go ahead and be a trans man. Do you think that the ballroom scene and, and the pageant scene has a big um, impact on that, on some of the ones that do transition? Now, I, you know what, I think, I don't know, you know, I came up uh, seeing, I never did pageants, but I've seen a lot of people in them, and I just fell into the ballroom after I started transitioning. But mm-hmm. I have seen guys to where they did start, I feel like they did start transitioning because they did pageants, and it felt like it gave them an edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I feel like them be the main ones that's transitioning is just not, it's not really kind of going right to me, but. To me, I don't like it's going right. I know someone, I don't think it's really kind of going right, though. But I think they, it is some guys that do it with the pageant just to get that extra edge, as in from going from butch to looking more more manlier 
been that little butch. They kind of got an edge over butches. Transgender men do. So I feel like, yeah, in the pageant world, yes, with the, on the okay. side. And then Kenya, she spoke about that, too, you know, in regards to, you know, she did the shows and all that kind of stuff. So that, um, you know, from one thing led to another, yeah. and, and, and here you have. Uh, Alex, anything? Yes. Go ahead. Do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I can, I agree with, with KT. I noticed that a lot. Okay. More and more, I should say. Yeah, I think I think uh, it's more. I uh, it more like now. transition, you know, because they think it's going to give them an edge in competing. Mm-hmm. But they still don't live the life, if that makes right. sense. Right, live the life. Mm. Right, and I would definitely say, and go. They don't record. go through the name change and the gender change, and you know all all the stuff that you know that that we go through or we've had to go through to become men. Yeah. They just do they it. Just, yeah. Okay. And, and and I would just say I would encourage anyone that's listening um to the show that they definitely, you know, I, I, I put you guys here for a reason. Um there's always a message to my madness. So uh, you know, I, I put you guys on this show for a reason to get a little more insight on you, the the life and all that good stuff. And for those of you that are listening and you are thinking about or you just have questions about, you're curious, um, you know, definitely hit them up, you know, with with much respect, you know. Don't be hitting nobody's inboxes up, you know, whatever whatever, but at definitely Respect them, you know, because they are respectable, you know, individuals, but respect them. And if you have questions, definitely ask them. And if you're not comfortable with asking them because you may not, quote, unquote, know them, definitely reach out to someone that you know have have had, you know, or have made that transition and made a successful transition because um, knowledge is power. So, you know, as long as you know or you get the knowledge, it's all out there. You can go on the Internet and find out almost everything that you need. Go to the library, check out a book or whatever the case may be, and research first before making those hasty decisions. Um, we just have, I have one more um, one more question, and then that's it. Um, it's real quick, though. With the likes of Chaz Bono, Laverne Cox, uh, Carmen Carrera, Candace Kane, and Isis from um, America's Next Top Model, uh, all, who, all who are transgender celebrities in their own right, do you feel that they represent the transgender community in a respectful manner? And do you think that they motivate in any way the transgender community? So, again, I'll, I'll say Chad Bono, you know, that shares uh, daughter, now son. Laverne Cox, she does like, I think she's, I forgot, the, the Orange is a New Black or something, one of those reality shows. But she's from, I know she's from, from Mobile, Alabama. Um, and she does, she's, I, I remember her when she was on Diddy's, trying to be Diddy's assistant. You know, about five, six years ago, she was on that show. Karma Carrera, we know her from RuPaul's Drag Race. And then uh, Candace Kane, you know, for Miss Continental, Dirty, and then she went on to Dirty Sexy Money um, and did that particular show on, I think it was ABC. And then, of course, like I said, Isis was uh, America's Next Top Model. So, um, or she was on America's Next Top Model. So do you guys feel that they represent the transgender community in a respectful manner? And do you think that they motivate in any way the transgender community? Um, I like to speak on the Chaz Bono. Yes. Um, I think that um, he represents represents it in a respectful way, but I don't feel like it's realistic because, mm-hmm. like you said, that shares shares child. Right. You know, he he doesn't have to go. He didn't have to go through the struggles that most trans men have to go to go through to raise money for top surgery and to you know, um, um, scrape up money for the hormone shots and things like that. So 
even though I feel like he's he's been a respectable representative, it's not realistic. Okay, point taken. Anyone else? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Alex too. Um, I don't, I, but I'm gonna flop that to the girls because they don't. None of them are. And Laverne, although she's black in my eyes, she doesn't represent me in my struggle because she lives a totally different life. She's a motivational speaker, and she's been raised around nothing but um, uh, the Caucasian community. So she don't know my struggle. I think that if anybody out there is representing the community to the fullest, I would definitely say it's Carmen Carrera because she is a, a part of the minority. She's doing uh, something that a lot of the trans girls are attempting to do. Shout out to Carmen Carrera and um Amaya Scott. Amaya Scott does the exact same thing. They're uh, public figures doing the modeling, doing the. They have contracts and all this, so they're not. Yeah. Uh, I can. I think that I have more respect for them in the community, and I can stand behind them and say, okay, I'm proud to be transgender just because of them. You know. Mm-hmm. So you. So you're not. So you would be. You're not proud of Laverne Cox. <laughs> no, Laverne does not represent what I. She doesn't stand for what I stand for. I think Laverne is. She. I mean. She speaks on great topics, but she don't. Me and her don't live the same struggle. We don't look the same for one. And mm. she, it's just I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I don't get it. And that's just my opinion. We don't have to go anywhere <laughs> outside of this room. <laughs> we don't have the same struggle. Right, right. No, I, I just asked because you know, I forgot who Laverne Cox was. At, at you know, when I saw, I was like, oh, okay, you know. And I saw an interview, uh, a couple of interviews with her in it. Didn't even see the Orange of the New Black or whatever that whatever that show is. I didn't even see that. But I just saw um, an interview that she did along with Chaz Bono and a couple other people, um, a couple other transgender men and women. And I was like, okay, never knew of her. You know, so I wanted to throw her in there and see if anyone else knew or knew about her or, you know, if they thought that she was a positive role model or she spoke to the transgender community. From what I saw, she spoke very well. She's very intelligent. Um, you know, and she she spoke on, you know, her hardships and things of that nature. But, again, I don't think she has had as many struggles or as many hardships, like Kenya said, um, to really represent, you know, a certain type of girl. Um, anyone well, else? Could, Go ahead. If I, could chime, if I could chime in, I would say, um, just like Kenya said, I mean, somewhat what Kenya said about Amaya, who is one of my good friends, and mm-hmm. Carmen, who I have um, yet to meet yet. Um, I would say, honestly, I can understand where Kenya Kenya's coming from as far as the struggles and the, you know, relating to the struggles. No, um, I can't relate to LaVorne when it comes to the struggles. However, I do find her, I think you asked, do I find any of them inspirational? I do find LaVorne inspirational because, um, like you, I did find out about her when she was on Diddy's, um, I Want to Work for Diddy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy thing about it is, after that, I love Law & Order, so one day I was watching Law & Order, Marathon on USA, and she had a cameo in one of the Law and Order episodes from the 90s. So I can't say, although I'm not able to relate to her, I do find what she's doing uh, inspirational because for her to try to go on these auditions as an actress and want to be a reality TV star and doing all of that, I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of courage because um, I, would say she, I wouldn't say she's the realest looking girl. So for her to have that much confidence and courage to try to still follow her dreams, with me starting it, with me, you know, um, trying to build a real estate uh, career, I think things like that do motivate me. So okay. um, I can relate more to Amaya, but I do find inspiration from the room. Okay, good. And KT, as for all the people you name, mm-hmm. I really don't know too many. I think Chance, but my, uh, but I look at is uh, whatever they're doing, you know, 
I'm glad they're doing it because whatever little bit they're doing, they are opening doors for more transgenders to come, and that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I believe that, that and, and Shailani, you know, said it too, you know, I do believe that they, you know, they are inspirational. They are opening doors. Um, they may not have necessarily lived certain lives, but um, it does give us that avenue or the transgender community, I keep saying us, but the transgender community, it gives them the avenue to say, hey, I really can you know, be this or be that, because eventually, you know, and it's, grad- it's gradually happening, but eventually transgender men and women will be accepted by all and be able to, you know, be, you know, be uh, CEOs and COOs and CFOs of, of companies and things of that nature. So I think that, you know, it's ever-evolving. I think that eventually, you know, those things will happen, and I am thankful to those individuals, um, even of mine. I'm sorry I, I left her off, but, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to those because they are opening the door for the transgender community, for people to see the transgender community in a different light. So, um, but thank you guys for your responses. And before we leave, my throat is killing me. Are there any last words of wisdom, advice, or anything that you would like to just leave with our listeners? Is there anything that you would like to to say? Um, I'm going to start with Ms. Kenya. I'm going to start with her first. And then I'm going to go to Alex. And then we're going to go to KT. And then we're going to have um, Shaylani last. Well, you got to remember that order because I didn't. I'm just going to say, just because I said I like, um, I don't don't have no gender, do not be filling up my inbox with your foolishness, honey, because you will get completely cursed out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you have have been forewarned. You have been I also wanted to say, you know, just take your time when it comes to this lifestyle. Every, everything ain't for everybody. Do your research, and that's it. Next. <laughs> um, I guess, go ahead. I guess um, the only thing that I really want to say is just, you know, don't take transitioning lightly. It, it, it's a lot of hard work, and it takes a lot of... Um, Money for one, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research. It is lonely days and crying nights, and you know it, it's a lot. It's not easy, um, but if it's for you, it's worth it. So I wouldn't trade anything for my journey. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience for me. And um, anybody out there have any questions or you know want to learn more about it, I have no problem. Hit my inbox, um, and I'll help anyone. Don't try to make me like a fool, Alex. Huh? Don't try to make me like a fool after I just told him don't no, hit don't my inbox. No, don't hit me like no inbox for no dates because my wife is crazy. <laughs> but you can inbox me about transitioning, you know, my right. helping you or leading you in the in the right direction. And that goes back to what I said um, earlier, listeners. You know, let's hit them. Let's hit them up with some respect. If you can't do that, don't even go to the inbox. Um, KT, go ahead. Any last thoughts, uh, you know, anything you want to leave us with, words of wisdom, anything? Um, pretty much just um, if you're going to transition, you know, I can say uh, just make sure you got your ducks in a row and, and try to have your money saved up and be a little distant about it because the last thing you want to do is just get caught up to where you can't afford it and you have to, you can't afford your hormones and stuff and then you be on and off if you even own so pretty much just try to be uh, a little mature about it and know it's going to cost you, and pretty much going to cost you probably for the rest of your life. So be prepared for that right there. 
I love that. That's some good. That's some good. Have your duckies in a row. Have your money in the bank. Okay, Shay, um, Shaylani. Okay, well, just to, uh, I guess, kind of reiterate what everyone else said. She want to come across those fish. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) go ahead, Shaylani, for this way. Just to to reiterate what everyone was saying, I think definitely do the research. Definitely take the time out. And um, where I find myself in life is now setting, you know, short-term, long-term goals, five-year goals, ten-year goals. I think you should sit down and really think about where you can see yourself in your life and every aspect of your life in the Mm -hmm. next five to ten years. And make sure you're just ready for constant change. Because one thing about being transgender is that there's, there's always going to be change. Every day, you know, in your workplace, school, um, you know, your physical, your mental, there's always going to be change. So if you're not someone who does well with change, then don't do it. And last but not least, remember that they're surgeons. They're not magicians. Hello. Amen. Get a, get a, get a realistic like faith and body. I like that. All right. Well, thank you so <laughs> Thank you guys so very much. I definitely appreciate it. Um, and, of course, you know, maybe, you know, down, down, down the line, you know, maybe in the summer sometimes we'll have you guys back. But, um, again, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the talk with my and friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so very much for those that tuned in to the Talk with Mike and Friends. This actually rounds out our um, roundtable discussion, A Day in the Life of a Trans Man and a Trans Woman. So thank you once again to Alex Santiago, to KT, Kenya Black Dupree, as well as Shaylani Carillas. Thank you so very much um, for taking the time out of your busy day to share with the world a little bit about your life and a little bit more in-depth detail in regards to the transition and the life and lifestyle of a transgendered man and a transgendered woman. For those that um, have any ideas or topics that you think that may be of interest to the world itself, um, not only the LGBT community, but the world itself that you think that we should tap, tap into on our show, please do not hesitate to either hit me up on the Talk With Mike and Friends Facebook page, email me, the talk with Mike at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Micah Adrian or at Micah the Talk. And if, of course, if you are a personal friend of mine on Facebook, most definitely send me a message and I'll make sure that maybe one day you may be on the show or maybe your topic will be discussed. Okay? So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you not only for listening, but thank you for being respectful and just wanting to know more about the transgender, transgendered lifestyle. Excuse me, I'm a little tongue-tied today, all right? So, of course, you know we have to do a quote of the week, right? Okay, so the quote of the week, get inspired by what's ahead, get focused about what's next, and get motivated about what's coming to you. Again, get inspired by what's ahead, get focused about what's next, and get motivated about what's coming to you. Until next time, you guys be blessed.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 